Listeners, and welcome yet again to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I'm the overseer of Dominion Fire Church here, as well as a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, which is jglm.org, if you'd like to know more about uh, kind of how our how we're trained and what our background is, and uh, to gather some more information for your own uh, analysis. Now, today on the show, we have an exciting one. This gentleman joining us today has a, a list of uh, experience and credentials. I didn't have enough paper, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you the highlights of all the cool stuff this guy has done. The gentleman joining us today is currently the lead pastor for Church of the Nations in the Maricopa, Arizona area, an itinerant speaker through Dunamis Resources, and also in his career has been an author as well as a co-author with a previous guest, Jonathan Welton, on a book called The Advancing Kingdom. Joining us today, and this is going to be a good one, guys. We got some fun topics coming your way. Jim Weiss joining us from Arizona. Jim, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? Well, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be with you. All right. So we always open our program by having our guests talk about some healing testimonies. And we like things that are kind of maybe a little off the charts, off the beaten path, something big, something outrageous. You got anything you can share with us? Uh, yeah, I've been around the uh Minister of Healing for a number of years. In fact, uh, probably what I would like to do is to kick off with uh, my very first healing experience because um, and some of you might be able to relate to this, uh, being that I didn't even know what I was doing when, I, when it happened. But actually, my first experience with healing was as a 12-year-old kid. And I was a little bit of an unusual 12-year-old kid, but... I've been reading this through the Bible, and I got a hold of a book that's actually kind of a classic book called In His Steps, or What Would Jesus Do? And it was a story of a group of people who had decided that they would just, uh, in every decision they make, they would first ask, well, what would Jesus do in this circumstance? And then just do that, irregardless of the consequences. And so I had read that book as a 12-year-old kid, and had decided I was going to make that commitment, and the book talked about a one-year commitment to just doing whatever Jesus would do. And of course, we see the, what would Jesus do, uh, risk bands and everything else these mm-hmm. days, but, but that's where that kind of came from, was that uh, that book. But So, I read the book, um, and I remember the day, very clearly, that I made that decision, and I got a couple of my buddies together with me, and I explained it all to them. Of course, they hadn't read the book either, but uh, and said, well, let's do this. And so, we all uh, got in my bedroom and got on our knees and prayed. And I remember the power and presence of God coming into that room so strongly and uh, feeling just like it was a, a, a serious moment for me. Um, but what happened consequently was that just a little while later, um, we were leaving my house and walking over to my other buddy's house, and right in front of us was an automobile accident. It happened right as we were coming up upon it. And in this accident, there was this little, like probably a three-year-old little girl who had hit her head pretty seriously. There was a big purple bump on her forehead, and she was just crying and screaming and then just uh, seriously hurting. And I had, as I looked at the situation, I thought, 
okay, now what would Jesus do? And I remembered I'd made this commitment, and I thought, oh no, I'm stuck now, because I'm either going to break my commitment already immediately, or I'm going to do what Jesus would do. And well, what Jesus would do is just be healed the poor little girl. And so I didn't know anything about laying out of hands, and then uh, my uh, church experience in those days was as a... Uh, church that really actually believed in cessationism and that these things didn't even happen anymore. So they didn't teach about laying on of hands or healing gifts or anything else. So all I knew to do is just kneel right there in the dirt um, by the road where this accident was all transpiring in front of me and just pray. So my buddies kind of stood around kind of looking awkward, but I just knelt right there and, and just asked the Lord to heal the poor little girl. Um, and immediately... She quit crying and seemed to settle right down. Now, I never knew anything further about uh, what happened as the result of uh, uh, anything else, but uh, the instant I prayed, she just calmed right down, and uh, I believe she was touched with healing. Now, of course, there have been some other substantial and uh, more uh, verified healing uh, events in my life since then. Uh, I know one other one. I could tell you one other story that was... Uh, pretty fun and uh, interesting one that happened years later as I was pastoring a church in the Panhandle of Florida. In that case, I had a uh, a member of my church. Uh, I was actually, our church was in a rural area about an hour away from Pensacola, Florida. And uh, I had a member of my church who, uh, late on a Sunday night, had a heart attack. So they took him to the hospital, of course, in Pensacola. So I wasn't really able to go that night, but then the next morning I arranged to go and uh, do a hospital visit with him. And so when I arrived there in the hospital, an hour away from our hometown there, uh, met up with his wife, and uh, she brought me in to pray for him. Well, he was hurting pretty bad. Of course, he was all wired up with all the stuff, and they were monitoring everything. And he seemed to be like going into kind of a relapse. He had, uh, become nauseous and had thrown up and uh, they were starting to rush around and, and uh, so uh, I I was there and I knew that I wanted to pray for him and on our way into his room I had asked her uh, what she wanted to see happen and when she wanted him to go home because I just felt like uh, I wanted to cue off of her level of faith if you will and uh, she said well uh, tomorrow would be great I said okay so we went in, we, uh, and they they were all wanting to hurry him into another room. But I said, just give us one minute. So I laid hands on him and prayed, and he uh, immediately uh, just began to kind of shake and react to the prayer. Uh, and then we scooted out of there, and uh, they took him on into his other room. And so I chatted with her just a few more minutes, and then I got in my car and headed home an hour away back to my hometown in the Phoenix Springs, Florida. So by the time I got there, though, she called me back. She called me at home an hour or so later and said, well, when they took him in the second time to uh, do some more tests, they couldn't find anything wrong with him, and they're sending him home tomorrow morning. So there was a uh, right there uh, wired up and uh, evident to the the monitors and everything else. God touched him and healed him from his heart attack. So uh, that was an exciting event. Absolutely. So as you've gone through the years through um, healing ministry and have just had various experiences, um, what would you say, and I, I sort of feel prompted to ask you this in uh, a 
kind of curious what you say about this. What is the longest period of time you've had to minister to an individual person before you saw a result? Like how long did you have to fight for something before you got it? Well, that's an interesting, that is an interesting concept. Uh, uh, there are there are interesting things in regard to this, because from what I understand, there's actually, uh, the Scripture exhorts us that every believer, it says uh, those who believe, which doesn't have any other qualifier other than that you're a believer, it says those who believe will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so I've seen that happened. I've seen where the faith extended, uh, laying on of hands and the faith extended for there to be a recovery, maybe even an accelerated recovery. Uh, that contrasted to instantaneous healings, which I've also seen where, uh, at the time, you know, legs grown out, uh, injured muscles. Uh, one young man in our church had a torn rotator cuff and his arm was in a sling and uh, we prayed for him and the next day, he was totally healed and completely pain-free. So sometimes there's an instantaneous thing. Sometimes there's a, um, a recovery gradually. And then I think that uh, probably, I was pondering this recently, just the difference between, say, maybe highly developed and specialized gifts versus uh, the just the general gift of healing versus the general faith of every believer. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that uh, certain ones do operate on a gift level where it's more of a consistent healing um, and a, a quicker healing. Uh, and then some probably specialized, similar to like my background particularly is in prophetic ministry. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, the Bible says you may all prophesy, but at the same time it says uh, not all are prophets. <laughs> so it seems like there's a, a level of uh, the gifting there that's a more substantiated, more solidified, and more consistent gift. So I think that probably works pretty well in the whole realm of healing as well. And I know recently we were uh, we had an event here in the Phoenix area where we had this uh, big tent meeting, yeah, uh, two days of meetings, and we had all kinds of people. We had Randy Clark, who's very well known as a, a healing uh, apostolic leader throughout the world and a uh, healing gift, and we had some other less-known people, but we saw amazing things happen. We saw uh, people with metal in their body, the metal dissolved and disappeared. One friend of mine uh, had uh, been in a skiing accident, had five screws in her knee, and uh, had kind of a continuous low-level pain. And so when they, the first time they prayed for her, the pain went away, but she could still feel the screws in her knee, and then they continued to pray, and... Uh, the, the the metal disappeared, and she actually showed me where there's an indentation in her bone where there used to be a screw head. <laughs> wow. And, uh, you know, we get the idea uh, from this. Of course, I, being, having been involved in the vineyard movement, I am uh, kind of uh, was trained through the process of John Wimber, very well-known uh, healing apostolic leader, uh, you know, decades ago. But uh, uh, he, he first introduced at least to me, the idea of what's called soaking prayers, where, uh, you know, he talked about how Jesus prayed for the guy's eyes, and uh, he opened them, and he could see dimly, and then went back to prayer again, and was completely healed. So that built at least a biblical precedent for the fact Mm -hmm. that uh, we can soak people in prayer, or repeatedly pray, and uh, that, you know, Jesus, it took 
two times, then maybe uh, we can allow ourselves that uh, we need to kind of continually chip away at that until the breakthrough comes. Yeah, definitely. And listeners, uh, we just want to touch on that a little bit as well. Um, you may have 10 people in front of you all with the same condition, illness, sickness, whatever, and there may be 10 different spiritual cases going on in front of you. So um, you make sure, don't ever get into a formula. Don't ever get into looking past whoever's in front of you. Remember, every case in front of you is different. And this is where uh, wisdom comes into play, uh, discernment, word of knowledge. This is where all these other tools come into play as well. So be sensitive to that and also uh, be aware of that. There is no one set formula. Jesus was very specific about not doing that so just be mindful of that when you step out for healing again joining us on the program today jim weiss lead pastor of church of the nations maricopa arizona and a uh, list of other things as well we are up against our first break here on the heal the sick podcast we will be right back after this keep it locked right here thank you for listening to the heal the sick podcast presented by dominion fire church our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us Currently, we are in need of financial support, and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. And we are back, The Deuce, segment two here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N from Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. And I just want to invite you, make sure you check out the website, dominionfire.com, and you can find every edition of the Heal the Sick podcast in its entirety. So we're going to leave them up there and archive for you. And we have had phenomenal, phenomenal guests, and this show has just been a blessing on so many levels to um, the ministry work that we do here, and uh, just encourage you to check it out at dominionfire.com. Uh, it's also on iTunes. If you do a search for Heal the Sick Podcast, you should be able to find it there as well. So um, a lot of uh, Mac users which should be able to grab that natively. So it's uh, spread the word, man. Just let people know and uh, just share this. And uh, we're, we're, we're trying to flood the market with good PR for the kingdom, so to speak. That's kind of a, the call of our ministry is just, I'm God's spin doctor. That's what I do. And uh, again, awesome guests and just awesome conversations. And again, today, right in line with that, joining us on the phone, Jim Weiss, lead pastor, Church of the Nations, Maricopa, Arizona area, which is near the Phoenix um, metro, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember my geography correct out there. Also, a uh, an itinerant speaker through Dunamis Resources, author and co-author of The Advancing Kingdom with Jonathan Welton. Jim is sharing today his background and experience and how this whole thing came together. So, uh, Jim, tell us your story. Pilgrimage, I guess I would say I went from one extreme uh, to hopefully the other, not too extreme, but extreme enough to be, or the kingdom is pretty extreme. But I was uh, raised, actually, and became a Christian when I was five years old in a Baptist church. And, of course, there's like 75 different versions of Baptist. My particular 
version of the Baptist Church was the Independent Fundamentalist Baptists uh, in the uh, Southwest uh, that uh, believed, you know, the whole cessationism thing of uh, that the, the kingdom of God is a distant future event, and that there were miracles during the early dispensation of the apostles. Then we're in a season where none of that stuff ever happens anymore, and then uh, that we will eventually see uh, the kingdom uh, the, and all the good and the power and the, the kind of thing of the kingdom that Jesus talked about when he came and declared the kingdom with signs and wonders and miracles, but that's going to be a future event. So we're in this kind of window of time or this intermission where there's nothing really going on supernaturally. So that's what I was taught and uh, uh, and believed and embraced <laughs> in my earlier years. But then I, uh, in my early 20s, I began to run into uh, people who really were more, uh, I would say, more enthused and more radical about Jesus than I was. And I thought I was already pretty sold out. But uh, these people would inevitably be charismatics or Pentecostals, and, and the people who I had been told, well, you know, what they do is of the devil. You know, I mean, the extreme dispensationalism <laughs> takes you to that place where if, if you don't believe anything from God, is, uh, supernatural from God is happening, anything that is supernatural must be a counterfeit from the enemy. Okay, so uh, then, but I began to realize that this was just not so, and so I did end up uh, uh, pressing in and receiving the baptism of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, and it, that began a pilgrimage for me of just really seeking and pursuing and uh, taking the Bible literally in places like First Corinthians twelve, thirteen, and fourteen, where it said, "Earnestly desire." spiritual gifts. And so I asked the Lord as a, a young, younger believer, just to, that, you know, I wanted to go there. You know, Jesus came demonstrating the supernatural, and uh, he said the kingdom of God is not uh, words, but it's power. And Paul, the apostle, went to the Corinthian church and uh, said, I came not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but a demonstration of the Spirit and power that your faith would not rest in the wisdom of or philosophies of man, but in the power of God. And so that began to be a pursuit. So earlier on in my life, one of the things that began to happen was prophetic ministry. And of course, the the gifts work so well in tandem. One of the things that's particularly about the healing gift, and uh, Randy Clark shows this and has <laughs> perfected this, it seems to me, of just the tandem operation of word of knowledge in conjunction with healing. And so uh, I began to press into that, began to see miracles happening and uh, supernatural happening. And I've noticed that, uh, uh, you know, the Bible says strong meat belongs to the mature who by reason of practice and their senses trained to discern good and evil. And so uh, I derive from that that we can practice the gifts of the Spirit. We can practice discernment. We can practice operating in the revelatory realm and so on. So, uh, you know, of course, if a doctor can practice medicine and a lawyer can practice law, I think we believers can practice the gifts of the Spirit, right? So we're Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit practitioners. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, that's that's kind of what I've seen. And I've just uh, noticed that, uh, uh, you know, there seems to be a a whole level of faith. One of my theories, this is just my theory, but I think that the body of Christ, uh, we as individuals can grow in our faith, but I think the body of Christ 
is growing in levels of faith as well, kind of a corporate levels of faith, as God is restoring understanding and restoring faith. And so we're moving uh, to greater and greater levels. Like I was noticing, again, I mentioned the tent event. We had Randy Clark there, and he's he's excited because he's seeing 10, anywhere from 10 to 30% of the people in his meetings being demonstratively healed and verifiably healed, which is incredible, and they're seeing miracles all over the globe. Uh, there was a man there, though, that not a lot of people have heard of, a guy named Tony Kemp. I hadn't heard of him anyway. And uh, he was saying, he was telling us that he was even seeing uh, 80 and 90% success in some of his meetings where uh, they're praying for the sick. And he's the one who um, showed us and demonstrated dramatic things. There were deaf ears that were open, blind eyes that were open, a metal. One woman had a metal plate in her neck, and it was just continuously uh, painful for her, and of course, um, no mobility, um, and the metal dissolved, and she regained total mobility of her neck, right there at the meetings, right in front of our eyes. So, those kind of things, I believe that we're, uh, and that's kind of where I'm at, I'm just pressing further and further. I have reason to think that uh, uh, every believer, of course the scripture does say this, that those who believe will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. But I also believe that there's a um, a particular mandate that the leadership of the body of Christ has. And I was studying one day just kind of a job description of uh, shepherds and pastors. And what, uh, where that took me was to Ezekiel 34, where the Lord was uh, scolding the shepherds of Israel because... They hadn't healed the sick, and they hadn't done other things. They hadn't uh, uh, searched out those who were lost. And there was a list of things that it's almost like a in reverse job description that they were being scolded for not doing these things. Obviously, that's the things we should do. And so there seemed to be part of the normal job description. And then if you look in James as well, where it says, "If anyone's sick, call the elders of the church." And so I feel like there's a like an uh, from a default job description for anyone who's a leader in the body of Christ to be healing the sick, you know? And that almost like if we're not doing that, we're, we're uh, failing on our job or, or not meeting up to the fullness of, of our job. So uh, one of the things that I feel like I'm doing is I'm trying to continually reinforce, and if I could say it this way, grow my faith to the place of being able to consistently see more healing happening. And, you know, it's interesting, faith is such a foundational part of this, but faith is a gift, but it's also a fruit. Mm-hmm. And so it can be uh, a gift given by the Holy Spirit, but it also can be a fruit that's cultivated and grown. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I feel like I'm doing personally to press further and further in is is to uh, continuously reinforce out of the Scriptures God's desire to heal. In fact, here's an interesting thing. There was no one in the New Testament, no one came to Jesus for healing that he didn't heal. Now, right. uh, people say, well, yeah, if you're the healing gifts, you know, why don't you go into hospitals? Well, uh, the people who weren't pursuing Jesus for healing maybe didn't, but no one who came to him for healing didn't get healed. That's right. So he healed everyone who came to him. Mm-hmm. And 
so I, I believe that that's the <laughs> the high water mark that we should aim for. Uh, and so, you know, of course, we're, we're growing in that direction. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, uh, you know, it's a, it's a matter of building your faith to really believe. I came to a place um, a while back as well that I refused to allow myself to compile or construct theological excuses for why people don't get healed. Yeah, yeah. If I can say it that way. Now, mm-hmm. what does that mean? Does that mean that if I pray for something that they don't get healed? Um, that you know, it, what it means is I don't know why they don't get healed. I refuse to try to feel like my finite brain has to come up with an excuse for why God didn't do it. All I know is that God always wants to heal the sick. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't in any particular case, I don't know. And I'm willing to be ignorant. And um, <laughs> in light of the fact of what the scripture says. Yeah, and that you know, uh, hold that thought for a second because we're up against our break. Sorry to interrupt there. Um, you know, listeners, that's a, that's a huge thing. And, you know, it, it kind of ties back into um, what I've been kind of mentioned earlier. You know, sometimes um, we, we have a bit of a, a short attention span um, in our culture. So when it comes to healing ministry, you know, you may pray for someone. If you don't see something right away, a lot of us just tend to give up. And that's not uh, that's no bueno right there. Uh, so sometimes you got to keep fighting. Uh, we've had people we had to fight for for a year or so before we saw the healing that we wanted. So there is an element to, you know, persistence, stay on it and just keep, keep pushing, keep fighting and keep going. It's uh it's, it's huge. And I guarantee you keep going, you'll start seeing more and more results. So just keep that, uh, keep that in your mental Rolodex for future reference. Listeners, we are up against our second break here. And, um, we are talking today with Jim Weiss, pastor of church of the nations, Maricopa, Arizona. And when we come back, he's going to share a fascinating lesson with us. I'm so excited to hear this one, uh, about the nowness of the kingdom. Yeah, I think that's a word. We're going to find out what it means when we get back here on the Heal the Sick podcast back in a moment. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners. Third segment is upon us. I am both happy and sad at the same time. I'm, I'm sad because the show's almost over, but I'm happy because there's going to be a good lesson coming our way. Million here with you. M-I-L-L-I-A-N, Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the Heal the Sick podcast, and uh, every week here on the show, remember, we interview just amazing, amazing men and women of God who've told us great stories and have just uh, just dropped knowledge on us. And just, uh, good, good, good. Today's guest, Jim Weiss, lead pastor, Church of the Nations, Maricopa, Arizona, uh, itinerant speaker, author, co-author to Advancing Kingdom with Jonathan Welton. And today we are going to discuss the concept of the nowness 
of the kingdom, meaning that the kingdom is at hand right now. So, Jim, what can you share with us on the subject? Well, you know, and uh, considering the whole uh, subject of the kingdom, the thing that has been amazing to me is that when Jesus came, he began to declare the kingdom, and with that declaration, uh, he performed signs and wonders and miracles, basically saying, uh, the kingdom of God is is here, the kingdom of God is upon you, uh, and demonstrating the kingdom as a supernatural kingdom. And so, if we're called to declare the gospel of the kingdom, which is actually includes the gospel of salvation, but it's actually a fuller picture, you know, it's kind of a, the fuller message is the gospel of the kingdom, and that uh, the king of the kingdom is Jesus, obviously. And so wherever there's a king, that implies a kingdom, or wherever there's a kingdom, that implies a king. So he is the king, and he's the savior, he's, you know, he's obviously our savior, but the predominant message in the New Testament was of his kingdom, you know, that here, here he had come, and he ruled uh, over sickness, disease, darkness, and even demonstrations of authority over nature and everything else. But it's interesting if you look at the whole thing of the kingdom, because uh, in the descriptions, the prophetic descriptions of Jesus coming, for instance, the, the one about uh, Christmas, it's, uh, the Christmas scripture that we always use, unto us a child is born, unto us the son is given. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now we know we, uh, obviously that's talking about Jesus. And then, it's, uh, but one of the things it says about that is, it says, of the increase of his kingdom, there shall be no end. So when he came and inaugurated the kingdom and brought the kingdom to earth and uh, told his disciples to go declaring the kingdom, then he left and left this message to the disciples, what well, I believe that that implies, and has a big implication, but that the kingdom of God is continuing to increase. It's not that uh, it had a little kind of a down payment, and then there's this intermission, and then we're going to see, uh, you know, more of the kingdom later, uh, like some of the dispensationalists, which I have turned away from, and the cessationism that I mentioned earlier. Uh, I believe that the pretty clear that the kingdom was inaugurated when Jesus came, and that it's continuing to increase, it's continuing to infiltrate the earth, and uh, the implications are huge. In other words, all of the good of the kingdom, and all the things that Jesus did, in fact, he, he said this, he said, the things that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do. So we've been birthed, we've been supernaturally birthed into a supernatural kingdom. We've been given supernatural tools to advance this kingdom. And uh, so often the church has been using the wrong tools for the job, or, or really, uh, uh, it's almost like um, trying to use a butter knife to turn a screw instead of having the right tool for the job, have a, a Phillips screwdriver. You know, so he's given us these supernatural tools to advance this kingdom. So the, the important thing to me is that all of the good of the kingdom and all the implications of the king of the kingdom are available to us now. He's sent his spirit back to us to indwell us and to empower us to advance his kingdom. So that's why, uh, you know, I mean, that kind of touches on some eschatology issues, but it's probably beyond the scope of this program. But uh, the, the important takeaway is the fact that all the good of the kingdom is available to us 
now, and it's a continuously increasing kingdom. It's not one that's been set aside or had an intermission and it's off in the future. But one of the things that I want to just kind of touch on to um, wrap up is that um, the implications of this for healing and for why I believe in praying for the sick, uh, I want to just uh, quickly list seven different points of why I believe in praying for the sick. Uh, first of all, um, I believe our Savior paid for our salvation full and free. So uh, that includes sickness, disease, and according to the scriptures in Matthew 8, uh, he uh, cast out the spirits of the Word and healed all who were sick. It might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So uh, first of all, he paid for our healing. Secondly, the scripture tells us healing is one of the benefits of being in covenant with God. Psalm 103, verses 2 through 4 say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all of your iniquities, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Third, God actually calls himself in Scripture Jehovah Rapha, meaning I am the Lord who is your healer. So he demonstrates his mercy and care toward us by healing us of our sickness. Fourth, our desire is to be obedient to the scripture which states these signs will follow those who believe. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit also include gifts of healings. In 1 Corinthians 12, it explains that. Fifth, faith in God works. The power of God flows through the conduit of faith. Jesus said numerous times, according to your faith, be it unto you. So if you believe it, you get it. According to the scripture, God expects pastoral leaders to heal the sick and the broken. As I mentioned before, that's part of the job description of pastors, I believe, for the, and uh, James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, say that. Say specifically, if, if anyone's sick, and this puts the initiative on the person that's sick, they're uh, allowed or actually exhorted to call upon the elders of the church to pray. And uh, uh, then their faith and then the elders laying hands on them and anointing with oil uh, will save the sick and the Lord will raise them up, according to the, what the scripture says. And then the seventh, Christian compassion calls for it. No one who's an earthly father would want to watch his child suffering in pain or anguish. Neither does our heavenly father. He loves us and wants to rescue us from destruction. He's already proven that by giving us his son. In fact, Romans 8 goes on to say, says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So as extensions of his heart, his love, and his care to mankind, we want to do all we can to deliver what Jesus has provided through the cross to needy mankind. So those are the reasons why I really believe that God wants us to actively and uh, continuously Pray for the sick. Wow, that is just brilliant. Love it, listeners. And uh, Jim Weiss, lead pastor, Church of the Nations, Maricopa, Arizona. Jim, if people would like to contact you, find out more information about you, or just say hello, where can they find you? Well, a couple of different places. Actually, I can be contacted through our uh, the uh, church network that I'm um, involved with. It's a very simple website. It's uh, uh, cf uh, that's the initials for Church for the Nations dot com. 
And if they go to that main website, then they'd also find a, uh, uh, the Maricopa Campus information. My details are there. Also, I uh, do have a um, presence on Facebook. So since most everybody, I think it's the number is up to almost a billion people on uh, worldwide or on Facebook these days, pretty since that, uh, I have a presence there so they can find my name, just Jim Weiss. W-I-E-S, and you can uh, find me there and friend me there and uh, keep up with all the things that we're doing. All right, excellent. So listeners, if you uh, uh, reach out to him and for whatever reason that uh, you can't find him, make sure you hit us up too. We're at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and we will make sure that you get in contact. So there's always a way. Don't, uh, don't, don't, uh, don't give up. Jim, it has been a, a pleasure having you here, and and this time of the program, what I ask our guests to do is if they will pray for our audience. So if there's any healing needs, if uh, now, and, and listeners, Jim's very experienced with uh, prophetic, prophetic words, so if you got something in there, drop it on us. If you want to call out names, word of knowledge, whatever you got, we don't believe in limits here. So please pray for our audience and let it rip, my friend. Yeah, and the amazing thing about God is that He uh, and His kingdom is that it transcends time and space. <laughs> and so, Lord, we just thank you, God, that your spirit, uh, you sent your spirit, back to earth, the Holy Spirit of Jesus, to be the executor of those things which were purchased on the cross. So, Holy Spirit, I ask you to go through the airways and through the, uh, the uh, cyberspace now and touch those who are in need of a healing, Lord. And uh, I just pray, God, that you would quicken faith. And right now, uh, the Lord's telling me that there's someone, and uh, there may be more, but there's uh, someone who's actually experiencing some tooth pain, uh, that there's uh, um, like a, the beginning be a deterioration under a, a crown, and the Lord's wanting to bring healing to that and drive out uh, every bit of bacterial infection and just bring repair to that uh, that tooth situation. So right now, I ask God that you touch, drive away the pain, bring healing to that situation. There's somebody who's also having pain in their um, their uh, left lower abdomen, almost like a, uh, I don't know if that would be a colitis condition or what, but, but just in the left lower abdomen, the Lord's just uh, telling me to pray for you. And so right now, Lord, we ask God that whatever is at the cause of that pain, Lord, we ask God you drive it out in complete repair, Lord, and even go to the root of that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And there's also someone who's being, uh, is experiencing uh, really stress-related, but the, the, there's just been uh, continuous headaches, and um, that uh, maybe not even connecting it, that it's stress-related, but it's beyond even stress-related to spiritual harassment, where the enemy's been trying to bring oppression and even stress, and it's uh, the repercussions are a headache. So we just break the power of that now in Jesus' name, and ask God that you bring your peace into that person's spirit and into their soul and into their mind and their thoughts, Lord, that, that, that uh, the, the enemy's foothold would be broken and the enemy's strategy would be exposed and that, that would be stopped in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Somebody has a left ankle that's been... Uh, uh, or broken? No, it's broken. Uh, there's been someone who, somebody who's uh, suffering with a 
ankle, their left ankle. And the Lord's touching that right now, bringing mending and healing. And as if uh, when that is you, uh, please contact the ministry and let us know because we love follow up. But I'm feeling so strongly the Lord's really touching somebody with a uh, a, a malfunctioning left ankle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And Lord, right now, God, uh, we just I just ask that even as we've covered these scriptures, Lord, faith has been quickened, uh, that it's you who has provided healing for us. Lord, and it's, it's just that we have to um, just rise up in our faith to grab a hold of. And Lord, even as faith was quickened in the heart of many, right now I ask God that you would uh, just meet them there at that place of accelerated faith or to bring healing about uh, there's there's uh, there's some other something about uh, almost like between your eye and uh, your uh, your jaw it's really the lower uh, the uh, right jaw there's some somebody that's experiencing pain in your right jaw the Lord's bringing healing to that right now thank you Lord thank you Lord uh, amen alright amen that's good stuff right there now Again, if you have received your healing, if that was you, make sure you let us know. Dominionfirechurch at gmail.com is uh, our email address, and I will make sure that it gets back to Jim as well. So you can also find us at facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com slash healingminister is my personal one, and then there's twitter.com slash dominionfire. Instagram is dominionfire, and then our videos are found at youtube.com slash dominionfirechurch. So you can find all of our stuff there. We're all over the social media, and uh, as uh, God's Kingdom PR team, we're all over that and putting uh, all this good stuff out there for the world to see because we're putting the goodness of God on display up in here. So... Um, please spread the word about the uh, podcast. Let people know. Uh, contact us. Be in touch with us. Share your stories, your testimonies. We're uh, we're putting it out there. So we thank our guest today, Jim Weiss, uh, lead pastor, Church of the Nations, Maricopa, Arizona. It's been a pleasure having him here today. And listeners, most importantly, it's been a pleasure to continue to serve you through this podcast and through this ministry. So keep it locked here for more and more programs. We got plenty coming your way. So uh, stay with us, and uh, we thank you for just spending your time here with us and in the spirit. All right, be good, everybody. We'll see you next time. And as we always say here on the ministry, boom goes Yeshua. Yeshua.